8 o'clock. Thanks for joining us. Jim and the Buckeye Boy from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles. It's Monday, the good, the bad, the ugly. Or the ugly from yesterday. Broncos can't convert a third down to save their lives. Russ throws three picks yesterday. The last one, we'll cut him some slack. Had to make a play. Had to get to the end zone. The Alex Singleton, personal foul that kept the drive going for Houston that led ultimately to a touchdown. And, and it says Broncos have two penalties for eight yards, but that doesn't really tell the story of how much of a killer that yeah. was. And that's just us not being smart. You know what I mean? Like the whistle's blowing. What yeah. You have a you have a split second or two, maybe a step to kinda Man, you just keep going. And then you CJ Stroud bows up. And then you push him twice right in front of the white hat. Yeah. Just turn around, walk away. Have a chance to get him while the play is running and take advantage of it. That just that was not smart. I, I, yeah, you just can't you can't do that. And there are some people feel like it was a bit of a soft call. I you just can't do that though. In that moment, you just can't. And, you know, I, I just, you know, Singleton had a, had a good game, played well. But in that moment, hurt them. Broncos secondary. Anybody want to cover Nico Collins? Anybody? Anybody want to cover that guy? Like, at all? At all? Nine catches, 191 yards, and a touchdown. I just, like I said, Denver goes 0 for 11 on third down. Ooh, it was woof. It was it was a rough day, mm-hmm. and they still had a chance to win the game going down to the wire. As badly as they played at times yesterday, they still had opportunities to win that football game. Probably should have won the football. Probably game. should have. And, and, and you know there was there was good yesterday in terms of what the Broncos did. They held Houston to well, Damian Pierce had forty one yards, but. It was under 100 yards yesterday. Pierce had 41. Singletary had 36. They didn't really let C.J. Stroud hurt them running the football. Mm -mm. Only had 11 yards yesterday. So it's it was one of those things where there were some a couple of good things, but then the offensive line was terrible, awful. They're we've been praising how good they've looked during this five game winning streak. The way they've protected Russ, the job they've done in the in the running game. Yesterday, the Broncos, 118 yards, was okay, but wasn't great. Oh, less than four yards per carry. Wasn't it's not, it's not great. Stellar. It's just just pedestrian. The, the major problem, though, is just not able now they were three of three on fourth down that's great so they shouldn't have to go for it that much you shouldn't have to be in that position where that's what you have to you have to commit yourself to going on fourth down Mm -hmm. great they converted shouldn't have put themselves behind the chains that way yeah that's not a winning formula and jerry judy i think it's going to get ugly at some point where he's wide open and russ in russ's defense Russ is running for his life mm-hmm. again. And Russ can't look to his left and see Judy's wide open down around the 10. And Judy just kind of squats down and puts his 
slaps his helmet. Jerry Judy is Deontay Johnson with a slightly better resume. It's like he's not dancing, scoring a touchdown down 24 to 3, but he doesn't seem to have any awareness of what's going on other than, man, throw me the rock. It's like, do you want I'm open. Are you watching three running for his life back there? I'm open, bro. Throw it. It's like we haven't snapped the ball yet, but I'm open. Bro, but, but, I, but I'm open. <laughs> like, let's go. It's like the kid calling for the ball when LeBron's going to break Kareem's record. It's like zero self-awareness of what's actually happening. Like Kyle Kuzman? Him. No, that was, was the guy it? that got traded to the Nuggets. No, oh, uh, Bryant. Oh, that's right. Bri- Thomas Bryant. Yeah, that's right. Thomas Bryant. <laughs> hey, ball, 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 ball. ball. Hey, LeBron's gonna Bron, pass Kareem. Bron, down here. Bron, back at him. Bron. Yep. Bron. Bron. Right here. King. 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 Bron. King. King. He's doing what? Oh, he's setting the record. Oh, well, but I was open. Right. And he gets bitter beer face. Like, that would have been my bucket. Ugh. I'm never gonna pass Kareem with <laughs> nobody passes me the ball. No, I'm never gonna be able to get to that rarefied air. Yeah. LeBron's just a jealous hater. Just doesn't want me to catch him. Ever. And it doesn't... Is I going to ever, ever catch him? Is doesn't he help like, Jerry Judy. I don't know where Thomas Bryan is right now. It doesn't help Jerry Judy that Tyreek Hill is continuing to, continuing to be fed the rock. Miami Heat. Is oh. where, that's where Thomas Bryant now resides. Oh. We have sound <laughs> of the national reaction for that. Hey, how about that? <laughs> there you? we go. He well, we were wondering. That's why, his, that's why his looked it up. Because yeah. we were wondering what happened to him. I had no idea it. where he was. All right. He's not in a Serbian league somewhere. I'm surprised. Uh, Bird Dog over at Bird Family Insurance. Mm-hmm. Uh, good morning, by the way. Um, sent us it was the Mike Leach about the 14 playoff isn't a playoff. The video previously. Uh, let's okay. Let's dive into. We we'll have Russell Wilson coming up here in a moment. Mm-hmm. Post game from yesterday around the NFL as well, and uh, also the number game this morning. I'm not sure who the texter is. We have an unnamed texter. Unnamed texter, but it's been chiming in it's for a while now. It's though. lengthy, but it's it's got some solid solid takes here on this. Uh, Florida State should be in if the committee is going to use the excuse that the starting quarterback is that big of a factor. They should have been a lower seed the previous week. The committee kept them in their final four, and they and beats a ranked team that was higher ranked than the team Texas beat. The only reason Florida State is out because the committee wanted the SEC champion Alabama in there. And there's no way they could put Alabama in over Texas with a home loss to Texas. So they had to take both Texas and Alabama by taking them both. One of the undefeated teams had to go. I feel everyone is a prisoner of the moment of Saturday's games. This is the same Alabama team that should have lost that should have lost to Auburn, but it was extremely lucky on a fourth and 31 with no time left two weeks ago. So by getting lucky on a one and 100 play, they're somehow be justified as a top four team. Yeah, that's that, true. It's true. way more about what you do in November than anything in September. And that gets back to where, if the co- and we've talked about this for years, if you're going to play conference championship games, they need to have significance. Mm-hmm. They need to mean something. And now that you're going to have a 12-team playoff, they truly can mean be yeah. significant. You, you, you get to your conference championship game, you win, you're in. Simple as that. And I think you need to do away with divisions, and I think everybody should because... To be honest, the two teams playing for the Big Ten's home game in the 12-team playoff, 
no offense, should not be Iowa don't, and Michigan. Don't, don't not offended. You know what I mean? I look. I they won their division. Love love my Hawks, and, and they, they've had an incredible season considering how bad their offense is. <laughs> that game should have been Ohio State Michigan. Yes, and that, that's you know. I and I have no I have no problem saying that. Maybe the SEC shakes out that same way. Maybe the Big Twelve shakes out the same way with their lack of divisions because they don't have any. But the hamstrung by the divisions, I think, is also kind of hurting the the conference championship game weekend. Like, I think Michigan, if they lost to Ohio State, would still have a chance to get in. If they lose to Iowa, then the committee looks like, oh, jeez. Yeah, Iowa's okay, imagine awful. if that would have happened. I mean, not that it was going to happen, but no. say some fluky thing, McCarthy gets hurt, Iowa forces a couple of turnovers, yeah. their defense like scores. a bad day. Like Roman Wilson, bad. yep, and and somehow Iowa gets a couple of incredibly short fields, or the defense it's a scoop and score, a pick six, punt return, punt return, which still lingers mm-hmm. in the mind of Kirk Ferentz. Um, but they say say they find a way to they they win. Then what do you do then? Do you take do you keep Michigan out of the college football playoffs because they lost to Iowa? You're not putting Iowa in. I mean, that's not mm-hmm. going to happen. There's no way that happens. No. But do you take Michigan out? What do you What do you do in that case? I thought, I thought regardless, Michigan's in. It's whatever. Probably, I mean, yeah. They're, they're still going to be in. But then we look at Georgia. They lost by three mm-hmm. in the SEC championship game. To a Is team that, that got in. What would happen that, to Michigan to a team that had no chance of getting in if they lost? And, and they, then, you know, right. And and the, the text makes a point about Auburn, and I, and I get that. They did win, though. They found a way to get it done on a fluky mm-hmm. play by Milrow. They they got it done. Yeah. And then they went in into the SEC SEC championship game and got it done. Um, he said, I think the the real team that should have been an issue but wasn't mentioned at all is Ohio State. They were the committee's number two team leading up to the Michigan game. They only lost the game by six points. It was now the number one team in the country on the road. Ohio State, by 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 far and away, has the best loss of any of the, the one-loss teams. And I want to hear about some made-up rule about winning your conference that has never applied to Alabama in the past on what I think is at least two times they made the plus without being in the SEC championship game. And Ohio State has too, right? And that's that's always been the big sticking point is – when it happens to Ohio State and some teams left out, it's like, oh, look at it. Same thing with Alabama. So, and it's it's just, it's a TV show. That's the problem is, you know, they're trying to drive eyeballs. And sometimes the way to do that is to screw somebody. And they, they screwed Georgia and Florida State and maybe Ohio State this year. But at the, at the same time, on the other side of that, if the amount of teams screwed is equal to the amount of teams that actually get in, then no one really got screwed. There's just way too many teams for the bracket. Too many good teams to get in. Yeah. And here's the thing about the four teams this year. You don't feel like any of these teams are are, are, are not capable of winning at all. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah. No, I absolutely. I mean, it's not. You may, want to, you may crack on Alabama being in, but... You mean to tell me Alabama doesn't have a shot? Yes, they, they do. Absolutely have yes, a shot. Absolutely, the they team do. Team that's been playing, yeah, they they got close against Auburn, but 
in Auburn, that game usually comes down to the wire, and sometimes Auburn wins. Because that game's have- in Tuscaloosa or Montgomery. Auburn trucks them, and that's usually how, or Alabama trucks them. That's usually how it goes. Because you look back at, at some of the previous college football playoff matchups, Alabama-Michigan State in 2015, LSU-Oklahoma 2019. Those were, those were bloodbaths. They were bloodbaths. Notre Dame wasn't going to be Clemson or Alabama. You knew that. Mm-hmm. You just knew it. No offense to Notre Dame, but you just go, yeah, they're, they're not going to beat them. Cincinnati was a great story. Desmond Ritter, they weren't going to beat Michigan. Was uh, they it? game close, though. Or is that not the one I'm thinking I mean, of? sorry, Alabama. I'm sorry. They, uh, they, now they, they lost Alabama, excuse me, not Michigan. But they, but they were going to beat them. Or no, they lost to Michigan. Now they, they lost to Michigan, didn't they, in the college football playoffs? Uh, I believe that yeah. is the case. But they weren't going to beat Alabama or Georgia. Uh, Cincinnati... And 22 lost to Alabama, okay, 27 to 6. Because I don't know why I thought Michigan. Alabama, I'm sorry. Michigan lost to Georgia. Right. That. Okay. That was, they were the, that was the other mm-hmm. side of the bracket. Excuse me. So, But you didn't feel like Cincinnati was going to beat Alabama. No. There's no way, no how. Nice story. Mm-hmm. Luke Fickle, Desmond Ritter, it was a nice story, but you knew they were going to beat Alabama. So at least this year, at least in this final year of the, of the four, they may not have got it right, but they also didn't necessarily get it wrong. Right. If that makes any sense, because the four teams that are in are all capable of winning it. It's not like Michigan, as good as they are with that defense and with McCarthy and Corum, it's not like Alabama, Milrow and company can't beat them. Right. Or, or Michael Penix Jr. and the Huskies can't win a national championship. This isn't like... The 17 or Quinn Ewers, and they look so good against Oklahoma Dang, State Saturday. Big man. guy touchdown and yeah. all that, everything. It's great. This isn't like the 17 playoff where the first round, the teams that lost scored a combined seven points. Last year, the teams that lost lost by a combined seven yeah. points. Last year's playoffs were great. This year might be just as good. Washington, except, Texas, except for the championship game. I should say the two semis were great. Yeah, championship I'm game. going just by the semis. Yeah. You know, because there's been some dog championships. But semis were great last year. Right. You know, 2017, Alabama beats Washington by 17. Clemson shuts out Ohio State 31-0. That's an Ohio State team that didn't deserve to be there, that got inserted and smoked, rightfully so. This year's semifinals might go down as the two best and the last for the four-team. Because Washington, Texas? It's going to be good. That's going to be a hell of a game. Yours, Penix? That's mm-hmm. that's gonna be a that's and gonna be a gonna great matchup. Look great, because Texas their whites are clean, <laughs> such a clean look. And Washington with the gold and the purple. Oh, it's gonna Texas look great. in their final year in the Big Twelve. Yeah, going to the SEC. Washington heading off to the whatever conference. Big Ten. I can't remember. Yeah, the Big Ten. So you got two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams in the in the essentially college yeah. football playoff. Look yeah. at that. All right, so but the text, I appreciate the, the very lengthy text oh, uh, because you hit on some really good points as far as the college football Best players part, go. It was long, but also well thought out. It was well thought out. We get and some long texts that are like, mm, uh, I'm not sure where we're going with this. probably should go back to bed. I'm not sure where we're going. <laughs> not sure where we're going with this one. All right, so uh, you can text in today, reaction to the Broncos loss yesterday. Um, certainly not playoff ending by any stretch of the imagination. Playoff harmful, though, Mm -hmm. yes.
as Denver drops to six and six. Just get into that tiebreaker with the Browns. That's all yeah. you need. And the the Singleton penalty fourth down. I mean that that just did fourth not help. Fourth and goal, and that's yeah. like man alive. All right, eight sixteen. And uh, after the game yesterday, uh, Dave Logan had the chance to catch up with Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson. Locker room talk with the uh, quarterback of the Broncos, Russell Wilson. Russell, it's Dave Logan. Um, tough day. It just seemed like you guys had, from an offensive standpoint, had a tough time getting the offense untracked until uh, later in the second half. Yeah, I mean, we didn't we didn't play good enough in the, in the first half. We had some opportunities early. Um, unfortunately, we, didn't, yeah. we you know those didn't go our way. And then and then I think the biggest thing is just you know I got to play better. I got to play cleaner. Um, they made some great plays, you know, on, on some contested plays, and um, unfortunately, you know, it didn't work for us. And uh, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is, is, you know, we got we got a lot more ball left. Um, you know, we gotta we gotta finish strong and uh, just focus on the next game. Yeah, you uh, just two quick ones uh, on on the on the last play. You're almost sacked. You spin out of the sack, and then did, did you did you see Kroll momentarily and just try to fit it in? Yeah, I saw Kroll. I saw Kroll for a second. I knew I had to. I couldn't get sacked, you know, because the clock would run, you know would run and all that. But I was trying to get I get off the guy, and then I tried to put it up high for Kroll. He made a, you know, uh, they made a play, unfortunately, and uh, you know, and so uh, didn't didn't go our way. Yep. Uh, last thought. You know, you're six and six now. You come off five game winning streak. This is a tough one, obviously. A game that was right there. What what's the mentality for you and and the rest of the team moving forward? Well, we got to understand we're, we're really all we know. You know, we got to go these next several games, uh, next five games, and just focus on the next moment, you know, and just like we have been all all year. And, uh, you know, I think we had a good run. We can make another one. So that's what we're, we're going to have to do. That's what we're going to do. And uh, gonna keep our head up, keep keep fighting, keep learning, keep getting better, and uh, stay focused. Okay. Russ, thanks for the time. Thank you, guys. All right. That from 850 KOA uh, right here on the team yesterday, the Broncos losing to the Texans to drop to six and six. All right, it's uh, time to go around the NFL this morning. We'll start things out with yesterday. We'll throw that football to those mountains. Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Replacing, of course, the injured rookie Anthony Richardson. I can throw football over the mountains. Well, yesterday he did that. In guiding the Texans, or guiding the, me, the Texans, guiding the Colts to a victory in overtime, 31-28 over the Tennessee Titans in AFC South play. Minshew, here's the deep shot, looking for Pierce. He's got it. Pierce at the five and down at the two. I clip NFL on CBS as Minshew leads the Colts over the Tennessee Titans to keep the Colts very much in. Playoff consideration yesterday. Gardner Minshew, 312 and two touchdowns. Zach Moss had 51 yards on the ground, but Michael Pittman Jr. continues to be. And it was a guy, remember the Broncos looked at maybe drafting mm-hmm. out of USC. Then a really good receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. 11 catches, 105 yards and a touchdown yesterday for the Titans. Will Levis, 224 and a touchdown. Derrick Henry, a more Derrick Henry-like day than we've seen the last couple of weeks. 102 yards and two touchdowns. But the Colts... They move to seven and five. The Titans fall to four and eight on the season. Look, the Colts. Colts have a little something there. They do. It's that's going to be fun to watch down the stretch here. Not fun to watch at all was Los Angeles Chargers at the New England Patriots. Uh. This game 
absolutely just sucked. Cameron Dicker had a pair of 38-yard Dicker field the goals, and that's it. Not one person scored a touchdown. The Patriots in the uh, Patriot Pat uniforms aesthetically looked great. Looked great. But man alive, Bailey Zappi, 13 to 25, 141. It's about all the time we need to spend on that game. That game was a dog. All right, moving on to the Detroit Lions taking on the New Orleans Saints. This game was fun. It was because for a while it looked like the Lions were going to blow the Saints yeah. out on the road. But Jamison Williams and the Lions bite the kneecaps off the Saints in the Big Easy. End around and a reverse. Here comes Jamison Williams. Explodes to the end zone. Touchdown, Detroit. Superman dive for number nine. Jamison Williams, you know, playing Need for Speed. You have the little nitrous boost. That yeah. looked like what he did. Boom, hit, hit the that button. Corner. One carry, 19 yards, but it was a touchdown, though. And uh, that cut, by the way, from uh, Fox on yesterday's call as the Lions, who have been kind of struggling, scuffling a little bit as of late, uh, able to get the win yesterday, 33-28, your final. As they move to 9-3, and three, Saints fall to 5-7. and seven. Jared Goff, 213, a couple of touchdowns. Uh, Jameer Gibbs had 60 yards yesterday, but David Montgomery just keeps finding the end zone for the Lions. Had a touchdown. Of course, the Jamison Williams call you just heard uh, taken in for the touchdown. Sam Laporta with nine catches, 140 yards in the touchdown. Iowa, with it, look, they do one thing, but they do a couple things well. Three things. Mm-hmm. They run the football well. Yep. They have great defense, and they produce tight end after tight end. Sam Laporta is one of those guys. Laporta on the verge of uh, setting an NFL rookie receiving record for tight ends. 140 yards and a touchdown yesterday. Derek Carr, 226, a touchdown and a pick yesterday. Taysom Hill at 59 yards and a touchdown on the ground. And Chris Olave in his return, five catches, 119 yards yesterday. Saints fall 5-7. and seven. Lions are 9-3. and three. And uh, Olave hit the under for game day arrest, too, which is nice. Which is That's good. That's very nice. Uh, Pete Alonzo's two-run shot gave the Jets a 2-0 lead <laughs> after the first. Uh, this game was 7-5 at one point. I'm like, because uh, of course it is. Of course it is, yes. And Desmond Ritter, though, leads a touchdown drive, the only touchdown of the game. And the Falcons beat the Jets by a score of 13-8. to Tim Boyle. With an interception, Trevor Simeon going out there 5 of 13, 66 yards for the Jets' fifth quarterback used this season, fourth or fifth. They're right up there with the Browns in quarterbacks used this season. Jets are pretty much done. They're 4 and 8. Falcons, like we talked about, still alive at 6 and 6. All right, yesterday, the Arizona Cardinals taking down the Steelers yesterday, 24 to 10. Arizona moves to 3 and 10. The Steelers slip to 7 and 5. Kyler Murray, 145 and a touchdown. James Conner, of course, played at Pitt, played for the Steelers once mm-hmm. upon a time. Now been the Cardinals for a few years. Two touchdowns yesterday, 105 yards. We had a Mitch Trubisky siding yesterday. Kenny Pickett gets hurt. He leaves the game. Trubisky comes in, 117 and a touchdown, but he also had a very costly fumble yesterday as well. Najee Harris had 16 carries, 63 yards. And George Pickens, four catches, 86 yards. Yesterday, Deontay Johnson had a touchdown catch. But the Cardinals, Kyler back the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. have been much better. And they get the win yesterday over the Steelers. You know who played really well for the Cardinals yesterday, too? 
former CSU Ram Trey McBride. Or the reason why they like go yeah. to Zach Ertz. Eight of 89 for a touchdown. He was, he was nails for them yesterday. Tyreek Hill had more receiving yards than the entire Washington Commanders team. The rest of the guys on the Dolphins also had more receiving yards combined than the rest of the Commanders team. <laughs> as Tyreek Hill goes five catches, 157 yards, two touchdowns. He's on pace for 2,100 yards this year, which would be a record. He's 123 yards per game. Nobody bothered to put a guy on number 10 because you're not going to be able to run with him anyway. Dolphins continue to fat up, fatten up on some bad teams. But they do what you're supposed to do. They beat the Commanders 45 to 15. All right, NFC South showdown? Question mark? Question mark? Between Carolina and Tampa Bay yesterday. Oh, the, the Bucks get the victory 21 to 18 yesterday over Carolina. Panthers only have the one win this season. Chris Godwin, the Bucks, officially old yeller, the Panthers in the playoffs. Godwin's going to take it. Godwin's going to get the first down. He slips a tackle inside the five toward the pylon. Touchdown, Buccaneers. That from Fox yesterday. That's CBS. I'm sorry, CBS yeah, call. Excuse me on that one. Our old uh, friend Tom McCarthy. Oh, Tom, he was on the show many years ago. Mm -hmm. So I'm sorry, CBS with the call on that one. The Bucks moved to five and seven. Panthers are one and eleven. Baker Mayfield two o two a touchdown a pick. Rasheed Whitehead twenty carries ninety four yards. Godwin. One carry, 19 yards, just like Jamison Williams yep. for the Lions and a touchdown yesterday. Mike Evans, huge day for Mike Evans. Seven catches, 150 to 162 yards, excuse me, and a touchdown with the Panthers. Bryce Young, the maturation, the struggles continue for Bryce Young. The top pick, 178 yards and threw a pick yesterday. Chuba Hubbard had 25 carries, 104 yards and two touchdowns. And Jonathan Mingo, who? Jonathan Mingo had six catches, 69 yards yesterday to lead the Panthers to mention they are now 1 and 11. December 4th, I finally get the Browns game in around the NFL and they lose in Los Angeles 36 to 19. It was 20 to 19 until like 6 minutes left in the 4th and then the Browns Browns all over themselves. Joe Flacco, not bad, 23 of 44, 254, two touchdowns. A late interception, which was a killer, but the Browns still can't run the football without Nick Chubb and I believe three starting linemen out. That's not very good. Forgot Elijah Moore played for the Browns until yesterday. Four catches, 83 yards. He had a good day. Kyron Williams scored a touchdown for the Rams. Puka Nakua, Demarcus Robinson, Cooper Cup, all catching touchdown passes. By the way, don't bother covering Puka Nakua. Just let him run wherever you want to. Uh, Browns defense. Uh, Matthew Stafford, 22-37. 279, three touchdowns. The Rams kind of in the mix. It's 6-6. Six and six. That unintentionally rhymed. Browns on their way back down from uh, playoff contention there at 7-5. and five. But still in, if the playoffs are in today, it, yeah. you would be in today, Buckeye. Yes, You've got that day. going for you. What for, <laughs> for just, just for one day? Yeah. It's all right, man. These are the Browns I'm used to seeing. All right. So yesterday, an NFC championship game rematch. San Francisco taking on Philadelphia. And this time around, it's the Niners going to the city of brotherly love and being the brotherly bully. And then the brotherly bully, the Eagles, taking down the Eagles yesterday. Debo Samuel. Uh-oh, Debo Samuel. One man to beat. He's going to beat him. Touchdown, 49ers. 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. The Uh-oh NFL on Fox. Uh-oh. Oh, man. Joe Davis. <laughs> Sounds uh-oh. a whole lot like... Uh-oh. Was that like, Kevin? That was Kevin Burkhart. Oh, uh, was it Burkhart? It was Burkhart, I believe. Yeah. It was Kevin Either Burkhart. Either way. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Every time. Every time somebody gained more than five yards. Uh-oh. Punk goes sideways. Uh-oh. When I hear uh-oh, though, I, I think back to one of our clips from years ago from mm-hmm. a high school football game. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one's great. <laughs> we won't get into that. <laughs> uh-oh. Uh, San Francisco wins at 42 to 19 yesterday. Niners are now nine and three. The Eagles lose their second game of the season. They're 10 and two. Brock Purdy, it was pretty good yesterday. 314, four touchdowns. Of course, remember, he didn't play last year because he got mm-hmm. hurt living up to the game with the, the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. Christian McCaffrey, 17 carries, 93 yards, and a touchdown. He is on every single TV commercial now. I believe. Yeah, he is. He's everywhere. Debo Samuel, four catches, 116 yards, a couple of touchdowns yesterday. Jalen Hurts, 26 of 45, 298 and a touchdown. A Marcus Mariota siding. I did not know he was the Eagles' backup quarterback. I didn't either until, until yesterday. They I was like, really? Oh, really? That's where he ended up. Yeah. Mariota yesterday threw for 16 yards. Jalen Hurts, seven carries, 20 yards in the ground for a touchdown. Niners defense was salty against the run. Only 46 yeah. yards yesterday. A.J. Brown, who continues to like be like DK Metcalf, a man among boys at times. Eight catches, 114 yards. Did not find the end zone yesterday, though. But the Niners get the victory yesterday to uh, get that revenge in, mm. from the NFC Championship game. Wrap it up with Sunday Night Football. Packers still in the thick of things. They beat the Chiefs at Lambeau 27 to 19. Jordan Love, 25 of 36, 267, three touchdowns. Hit Christian Watson twice. Uh, Packers look pretty solid offensively and defensively last Jordan Love's night. coming around, isn't He's he? He's getting better. Mahomes, 21 of 33, 210, a touchdown, a pick. Isaiah Pacheco, 18 carries for 110 yards and a touchdown. And uh, Noah Gray, the only receiving touchdown for the Chiefs. Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, did have four catches for 81 yards Tay-tay in front was of there, his, uh, right? bu- she his was lady, there. Taylor Swift, who yeah. you know she's got a day off from touring because she was in Green Bay on purpose in December. And because who really does that outside of people that live there? But he didn't get into the end zone again. So those numbers, the averages with Taylor in attendance are sliding Starting back to down dip. to earth. Mahomes magic running out in Green Bay. First and 10 for the Chiefs at the Green Bay 49. Two receivers right, one left. Shotgun snap. Mahomes back, looks, throws right side. And it's intercepted by Nixon. Patrick Mahomes floating that ball for Sky Moore. It went over his head, and Nixon picked it off. The NFL on Westwood won as the Packers, 27-19 winners over the Chiefs. All right, of course, Monday Night Football tonight, Cincinnati at Jacksonville pregame at 5.30 for that one tonight right here on the Team Sports Network. All right, coming up, we're going to talk with Chassis Commissioner Mike Kruger in just a few minutes. Time right now for the number game. Let's play the number game on the Jim Davis Show. Yes, up for grabs today. It is the Coors, a case of Coors, the banquet beer from our friends at High Country Beverage. Couple things to keep in mind. The answer is always a number, 970-242-1340. We take them on the text line. The answer is always a number. If you've won any time in the last two weeks, including two weeks ago today, that uh, you're still inside the moratorium, so sit it out. If uh, you don't want the prize, also sit it out there. If you're under to the age of 21, sit it out. 
The Broncos turned the ball over three times in the loss at Houston yesterday. It's the fourth time this year they've committed at least three turnovers. When was the last season the Broncos had at least four games with three turnovers each? All right. So once again, must be 21 or older. Mm-hmm. You won the last two weeks. Don't play the game. Simple as that. Winner gets a case of Coors Original, the banquet beer from High Country Beverage. Text your answer in right now to the Chick-fil-A breakfast team phone line 970-242-1340. Coming up next, our Browns cremation and funeral service. Good call, bad call, plus prep stars and mighty Mavs. And in just a little bit, Mike Kruger, the commissioner of Chassel, will join us on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Touchdown every morning. The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. That's a solid Aussie album, by the way. So good. It's such a good album. Yeah. All right. Uh, 835, Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. And uh, it's time for Brown's Cremation and Funeral Service. Good call, bad call. Was that a good call or did they totally blow it? It's good call or bad call. Brought to you by Brown's Cremation and Funeral Service. It's always a good call to get your arrangements prepared and set out early with Brown's Cremation. They're experts. Uh, it's a bad call to wait for your loved ones to take care of that or to wait until your loved one has passed away. Brown's Cremation and Funeral Service. Call them today, 970-255-8888. All right, last night, Chiefs fans obviously not happy about the missed pass interference call against the Packers. It was a 27-19 loss last night by the Chiefs at Lambeau Field to Green Bay. And you had the, the first and 10 of midfield, 49 seconds left. Patrick Mahomes throws the bomb to one-time Packer, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And Carrington Valentine looks like he jumps over the back Mm -hmm. of MVS on that play. And no flag was thrown for pass interference. Because they probably know MVS wasn't going to catch it anyway. Get him right in the face. Fall to the turf. Look, that's a bad call. And 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 I'm glad the Chiefs lost. Mm -hmm. Believe me, no... No friend here to, to Chiefs Nation yeah. or Chiefs Kingdom, excuse me. But that was a bad call. It, Missed it call. Yep. Bad call been. the no call. And he gets back to, once again, the ongoing narrative about officiating in the NFL, which now with gambling mm-hmm. becomes an even, even bigger part of the criticism of some of these things. My AFC North conspiracy theory is when the Steelers don't have a great quarterback room, they pick up a childish diva-ish wide receiver to kind of mask the flaws of the quarterback because you can look at Juju Smith-Schuster, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson and be like, wow, what a jabroni that guy is. Well, it doesn't matter that your quarterback stunk because the wide receiver dances with 425 left after he scores a touchdown to make it 24 to 10. Home loss to the Arizona Cardinals, a team that can't even tank properly. <laughs> and Deontay Johnson, bro. Dude, come what on, are you man. Doing? Like, I know you've been having that in the back pocket for a few weeks because you can't ever seem to get into the end zone. But Jeepers Creepers, man, that's that's a bad look. That's his first touchdown, second touchdown since September. Yikes. All right. So Not a great look. That's Brian's cremation and funeral service. Good call, bad call. Call them today, 970. 970- 
255-8888. All right, time for Prep Stars and Mighty Mavs. It's time to let the stars shine. It's Prep Stars on the Jim Davis Show. All right, I'm going to the mats this weekend. First full weekend of, of wrestling. We had basketball as well. Prep mm-hmm. Stars, D51 Phoenix wrestler Molly Dare pinned all of her opponents to win 100, the 145-pound top of the Skyhawk Showdown. So she's my female prep star, my male prep star, also on the mats. Grand Junction 126-pound wrestler Murphy Harris went 4-0 at the Maverick Duels over at Brownson Arena. Uh, I'm going to the uh, hardwood for my prep stars. On the girls' side, Macy Oberg, the Montrose sophomore, 15 points, 6 rebounds, 4 steals in a win over Delta. On the boys' side, Hunter Howard, Palisades point guard, 18 points in the Bulldogs' first win. They beat Summit 69-66 to to get their first win of the season. All right, move on to Mighty Mavs. The best of CMU sports. It's Mighty Mavs on the Jim Davis Show. All right, Josie Stedman, 17 points, four threes in the Maverick women's victory over Metro State. She's my female Mighty Mav this week. Keep it on the hardwood. Trevor Baskin, 27 points in the Mavericks' Armac opening win over Cutler School of Mines on Friday night. I'm going to the mats. Pure reverse we'll go, style. Going the other way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Adriana Gomez on the women's side won her weight class at the Bob Smith Open, beating a teammate to do it. Sorry, Isabella Cruz, but facts are facts. On the men's side, Jason Benarowitz won a 184-pound duel with a 15-zip technical fall win. All right, so that's Prep Stars and Mighty Mavs for today. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Chassa Commissioner Mike Kruger. Who do I listen to? The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader. Whoever suggested that has got to be smoking crack and plenty of it. The team. Welcome back, 844. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy trying to track down Chassa Commissioner Mike Kruger, which uh, I know Mike had a conference that he had to attend out in San Francisco this week. Da, 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 da. Oh. And then he was going to come back for the, the 5A-4A championship games over Canvas on mm-hmm. Saturday. So uh, Mike's probably catching up with some catching up on some things maybe next hour. Maybe. Hopefully. Or maybe maybe we'll get him sometime this week. But uh, da, 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 da. Oh. Oh. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> it's okay. Mike has uh, got such a great sense of humor. He's I don't such think a that, good sport. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's probably going to bother him the least bit. <laughs> <laughs> probably embraces that. Da, 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 da. Oh, oh. That was uh, the Chico game is so oh, funny. Oh yeah, and then the one with him and and Greg. Yeah. With well, it's uh, <laughs> that the churchgoers and well, <laughs> yeah. they're really diehard because really it's die Monday. Hard, church on Monday. So good. And and we have we haven't really talked about this. We'll take take a moment to do it right now. Um, about our colleague Greg Wenzel, we mm-hmm. we, we I, it's been difficult to to talk about it because uh, I've worked with Greg for over twenty years, about twenty two years. Yeah, same. and you've worked with them for a very long time. I've worked in a little, just a, a little, little bit, bit longer. longer than than you did. Yeah, and um, Greg had to. Uh, we had a retirement party for him about a little over a week ago, uh, not because Greg wanted to retire, but uh, Greg has been dealing with the. Uh, a variety of health issues uh, had to have surgery on his on his voice or in his throat for uh, some blood flow issues there, and um, it uh, stretched his vocal cords. And then uh, been diagnosed with a with a very very serious heart condition as well. 
And so uh, Greg's had to make the decision, um, regrettably and, and heartbreaking, that he decided to retire uh, from from working here at the radio station. Um, guy that we've you, you and I have worked with for a very long time, mm-hmm. uh, really talented guy. Uh, Spent always, a ton of hours yep. sitting across from that guy. A lot, a lot of time uh, w- with Greg uh, in the car, um, in a booth uh, over the mm-hmm. years. At Boston's uh, hanging and, out. And when you do the show together, yep. I'm sure quarterbacks for, for many, many years. And and so um, certainly it's been been tough to bring it up. And there hasn't been a particular right time to do it. Um, but you mentioned or mm-hmm. mentioned the... The, the very funny clip in the past with uh, with Mike yep. and, and and Greg back in the day at JUCO, but uh, we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna miss having him part of our our team and it's um, you know, the the retirement party was was a wonderful send off for him. Wish it wasn't the case. Yeah, which we um, didn't have to have it. Which yeah, we didn't have to have it, but but unfortunately, sadly, we we had to. But uh, we're wishing Greg the very best. I know he's gonna do some some things online uh, some blogging and things like that and and um certainly has what he's going through health-wise some of the challenges he's dealing with uh, uh we'll spend some time you know certainly talking about that uh, moving forward but uh, uh we're gonna miss gonna miss him gonna miss him a lot mm-hmm. being around here part of uh, our radio family all right uh, so we, we hope to maybe get mike kruger on today we'll still see what happens uh let's see got Kyle this morning, best Colorado Mesa men's basketball winning this weekend. Worst, buy my Cinema Homes jersey for Christmas. Oh. Oh. Oh, Kyle. Oh, that's got to hurt. Ooh. Ooh. Not good. Not good at all. Uh, Dylan, good. Alabama-Georgia game. Bad and ugly at some point, no matter what teams are playing, uh, are playing these NFL officials, referees have got to be held accountable at some point. There continues to be mistakes. And the NFL, they say they're they're 98%. I looked this up the other day. 98% correct on calls. They're reviewed every week. Officials are evaluated. And we've only had like a couple of times ever an official's lost his job in season mm-hmm. uh, because of a, a series of poor calls. Yesterday, that, or last night, the, the Chiefs-Packers game, that's certainly that that no call. I don't know how you miss that. And that's, once again, we get back to where Sky Judge would be a really good idea. Very transparent, very interactive with, mm-hmm. the, with the crew on the field. Uh, when something gets missed, hey, guys, that was P.I. You missed it. Yeah. Now, the question I have for fans, would you rather have that situation last night where you missed some plays, you missed some clear and obvious penalties, but you kind of get to play. Or would you rather have what happened Thursday night where there were, what, six penalties in eight plays? Yeah. You know, offside, holding, pass interference, illegal contact, false starts, all this other stuff. Like... Would you rather have guys just playing and occasionally the official misses it or 19 penalties for 257 yards between Dallas and Seattle on Thursday night? 
you, you have know. to you have to find a fine line between getting it right. Mm-hmm. It's not even me. It, the NFL should pick one. You know what I mean? Right. And it feels like it's gotten worse since the replacement refs. Remember the one is signaling incomplete, one signaling touchdown. Yes. It feels like it's gotten worse since then. It feels like people the the officiating is much more crapshoot ish than what it used to be. And everybody keeps screaming about, well, they need to be made full time, like Major League Baseball did. That's not going to help because they're but, still sixty five. But we also we also talked about that with Major League Baseball. Has that fixed the problem? Major League Baseball screws up enough stuff that they're they they mm-hmm. they've you know, they've that you know the, the things that they can replay the the automated ball you know strike ball yeah situation that they they keep testing at the the minor league level that hasn't solved that problem no it hasn't and you know I don't I don't know if I necessarily agree that everything the problems are with with older officials. Because there is a mixture. You are seeing younger officials out there. I, I agree. And I, that so was maybe a little unfair, but also if you make the current ones full-time, they're still their own ages, right? Like they're if they're out of position, it doesn't mean that they're because exactly. they're full-time. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't fix the problem because it hasn't in Major League Baseball. Angel Hernandez is a full-time guy. Has he gotten better because he's full-time? No. No. But he's need, in a union, so he doesn't so it's, have to get better. So he, he doesn't have to actively get worse. So he doesn't have to get better. All right, uh, got a text. Uh, how about that Rooks kid from Central High School? Yeah, he's got a pretty good, got pretty good pedigree. Pretty good. Uh, Dad, Dad Brian was pretty good when he played yeah. at both uh, Central and. He's got pretty good stroke and from CMU. Three. He was pretty solid over the weekend. Blake Rooks averaging 15 points per game. Yeah, he's a freshman. He's a freshman. He's averaging more points than his age, I think. <laughs> Probably yes, probably so, probably so. All right, so we got another text to get to. Oh, let's see, got one from Steve. Are you using McLaughlin effectively running 175 pounder off guard? Mm, no, I don't think they're really getting him his position on the outside to use his speed, get him to the perimeter. I, no, I don't think that they're using him probably the the best way. So. Correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. They're not using him effectively, but they are using him smartly. And I'll say this. If they cannot protect the quarterback, form a good pocket, and they can't run block very well, I don't want to have a guy stretching a play out and possibly losing five to eight yards trying to make something happen because I'm run to the outside. I'm going to reverse field. Now I'm dropped. If he's not going to gain any yards and you can't protect him, just have him get to the line of scrimmage as soon as possible and find a crease. He can't make something happen. But there has to be a mixture of of him running between the tackles, Buckeye, and and screen game. Yeah, get him to the perimeter, let him use his speed. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of that, but also he's getting limited opportunities mm-hmm. because of the way Samaje Samaje P Ryan has played, right. Javante Williams, that. There's limited opportunity for Jaleel McLaughlin They're here. so effective catching the ball out of the backfield this year that what do you need McLaughlin for at this point? All you know th- what I mean? All three guys are, are effective in the screen game, mm-hmm. are, are good receivers, particularly Samaj P. Ryan. Could they utilize him better? Perhaps. 
but then also the way Samaje Pirine is made is played makes it difficult to find him enough touches. And I think with McLaughlin specifically, you're very much telegraphing what type of play it's going to be when he's out there. Because yes. that's why you got to run between the tackles some. Yeah, because he can't just straight up take take on a edge rusher and give Russ that split second worth of time where P Ryan and Williams can like, you know, that he's in there to get touches. It, they're not going to use him for pass pro. They're not going to do any max protect. None of that with McLaughlin. Oh, because absolutely. No, he weighs as much as a $5. bill. He can't do it. He's just so, not, not big enough to do it. And I think that's part of the problem <clears throat> where you can't protect anyway. And then you take out essentially a third of your playbook when he comes in. He's not going to be super effective until the offensive line gets better and they can maybe create some holes for him where they have to respect his run up the middle and then you can use him to do other stuff. So to a point, I think we agree with Steve a little yes. bit, yeah, but not in, not entirely. Mm-hmm. Like All I right. said, I, they're using him smartly, maybe not necessarily effectively. Sure. All right, 854. Uh, we have a winner, by the way, correct? Yes, we do. All right. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the contest. It's another winner on the Team Sports Network. Congratulations to Chris. Chris McLots of Owls. He correctly identified. <laughs> McLots of Owls? 2020, the last year the Broncos had at least four games with three-plus turnovers. McLots of Owls? There's every single vowel you could find except an E in there, so I'm not entirely certain how to pronounce that. McCoyd? Sure, yeah. McCoyd? Chris, give us a pronouncer or pronunciation sure. on that, a pronouncer on that. We'd appreciate that. I like McLots of Owls. <laughs> 